You're listening to a special episode of the Eye on York podcast. It's Friday, November 2nd, 2018. I'm Robert Harding, Citizens Political Reporter, and this podcast is presented by The Citizen. I uh, wanted to focus on a couple of the big issues in the 24th Congressional District race. Of course, that race pitting Congressman John Katko, a Republican, against Democratic challenger Dana Balter. And really, it comes down to, I think, two things. Uh, if, if I had to sum it up uh, in the best way possible, Medicare and taxes. And I'll tell you what I mean by that. Uh, on the Medicare side, you have, uh, and just today actually, Balter uh, released a new, her final campaign commercial, uh, which seeks to uh, criticize Congressman Katko for his vote on the tax bill last year. Uh, and links that to uh, comments made by House, uh, well, congressional Republican leaders, and in this case, Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell, uh, who raised the possibility that, uh, or at least floated the idea, that if we're going to truly address the growing deficit, uh, that uh, programs like Medicare uh, Medicare and Social Security need to be addressed. Uh, He refers to it as entitlements. Uh, I know that supporters uh, of Balter and uh, uh, those uh, who advocate for the preservation of these programs uh, refer to them as earned benefits, but uh, uh, no matter what you call them, uh, that's, what he's, uh, that's what he's discussing, is that uh, in order to address uh, what he believes is the true driver of the growing deficit, uh, he feels that these programs need to be tackled, and um, uh, Democrats have responded by saying, that translates to cuts. Um, uh, but Medicare isn't just an issue as it relates to CACO's tax vote. It's also an issue because Dana Balter supports Medicare for All. And she believes that this would be, uh, expanding that program uh, would be beneficial. Uh, she has said, and I, I know I've talked to her about this, uh, she has said that uh, having a Medicare for All system that provides a basic level of coverage uh, would be ideal. Uh, under her approach, she would want uh, to keep private insurance around. That way, if people want additional insurance, they could have that. Uh, but Congress McCacko's response and Republicans' response to that is that this would be a government takeover of health care uh, and that uh, it would increase the size of government. It would result in a tax increase because Balter uh, has previously stated anyway uh, that in order to fund this program, you would need uh, a tax increase, uh, and it would be paid for through the Medicare uh, payroll tax uh, that would presumably go up uh, to to fund Medicare for all. Uh, so Medicare, a hot-button issue on both sides for two different reasons, uh, but uh, it has been brought up a lot. And of course, uh, as it relates to Balter's argument for Medicare, that also ties in Social, social social Security and Medicaid. Uh, she ties all three programs together uh, when criticizing CACO for the tax vote. Uh, CACO mainly focuses on Medicare for All. I know that some of his uh, uh, latest comments on it say that uh, by supporting Medicare for All, Balter uh, would end Medicare as we know it, uh, which is actually a familiar line because it was the same uh, uh, lingo being used when uh, House Speaker Paul Ryan, who was then uh, the chairman of the House Budget Committee, proposed this idea of a voucher system uh, in place of Medicare, or at least a 
uh, alternative to it uh, that would give you know those who were eligible for Medicare a voucher to buy private insurance. Uh, and Democrats argued at the time that it would end Medicare as we know it. So uh, Medicare, a hot-button issue in the 24th district race, uh, and certainly uh, one of the issues where uh, uh, Balter and Kako have disagreed the most uh, throughout this campaign, especially uh, in the last few weeks. This has been, uh, uh, you know, it went from being a theme of Balter's campaign to one of her main themes, that preserving these programs, Medicare, Social Security, we've seen it in multiple ads now. Uh, she's made public comments on it, whether it's participating in an AARP telephone town hall, which CACO also did, um, but uh, some of the other events that she's done uh, recently, including just this week, uh, uh, campaigning with House Minority Whip Steny Hoyer, uh, holding a public event where the theme was preserving Medicare and Social Security. So with that, uh, you know, segue to taxes, uh, because really these two issues are linked in a way. Uh, CACO uh, voted for the Tax Cuts Jobs Act, this tax overhaul, you know, cut uh, income tax rates, cut the corporate tax rate, uh, eliminated most uh, de- deductions and exemptions, doubled the standard deduction, though, uh, includes all of these different ideas, uh, or includes all these different provisions, rather. Um, uh, it would repeal, uh, beginning in 2019, uh, the individual mandate penalty and the Affordable Care Act. So, uh, you know, a, a large bill, uh, certainly uh, uh, the signature achievement, uh, I think it's fair to say, of the 115th Congress, uh, and President Trump's uh, first two years in office. Uh, CACA was one of four New York Republicans who supported that, uh, supported that legislation. And he has defended that vote, uh, maintains that it was the right thing to do, uh, and believes it benefited uh, most of his constituents uh, here in the 24th District. Now, on the flip side of that, Balter has criticized him uh, early and often uh, for this vote. Uh, if you go back... Uh, she was within her first few months as a candidate uh, back in uh, late 2017 uh, when this um, uh, when this uh, uh, started being talked about uh, in Congress, uh, and then uh, the House actually voted in November, so a year ago this month, uh, on its proposal uh, for uh, for tax reform, and CACO did vote for that bill. A month later. Uh, there was a congressional agreement on this. They had they had a finalized version of the Tax Cuts and Jobs Act, uh, and then CACO uh, voted uh, along uh, with uh, a majority of the House uh, Republican Conference to uh, to pass that through. So uh, again, Balter uh, that was early on in her campaign, and she criticized CACO for it, uh, and it it's only picked up steam from there. Uh, it's been uh, again similar to Medicare. Uh, one of the major themes of her campaign against CACO. You know, she certainly has her own ideas. CACO has his own ideas. But uh, in terms of Balter and her criticism of him uh, for that tax vote, uh, she's criticized him for this early and often. I mean, this goes back to even the primary. Uh, She talked about this a lot, uh, and that has only continued uh, through the general election. Now, on the flip side, uh, to again tying this to uh, Medicare for All, CACO has hammered Balter uh, many a time uh, in TV ads and public comments and the like 
that uh, she wants to raise taxes. I believe it was the first uh, TV ad, um, anti-Balter TV ad, I should say, uh, CACO's campaign released uh, one or two positive ads before that, uh, or one or two ads about other issues before that. But uh, they launched this TV ad and a billboard uh, that quoted uh, Balter's appearance on a podcast uh, when she said how Medicare for All would be paid for. Uh, and she said it would be paid for through an increase in taxes, uh, the Medicare uh, tax specifically. So uh, this has been uh, one of the consistent lines of attack against Balter by CACO's campaign and Republicans. Uh, Republican outside groups have uh, gotten involved in this race, and uh, that's, that's a main theme that they touch on uh, in their ads, that Balter, uh, you know, according to them, would raise taxes to pay for, quote, government-run health care, end quote. So uh, CACO really hitting on those themes. So uh, as, as this campaign winds down, we're in the final days. It's Friday. As I record this, the election is Tuesday. Uh, those, I think, uh, those two issues, I think it's fair to say, are the biggest issues uh, in this race, at least the biggest issues that the candidates are talking about, and it deals with Medicare, uh, and taxes, and there's some overlap uh, for sure because Medicare for All and the, the tax argument uh, in CACO's mind, uh, they, they come together uh, with Balter's position that she wants to raise taxes to pay for Medicare for All. Uh, if you look at uh, Balter's critique of CACO, uh, she links his tax vote to the possibility that, uh, or at least the, uh, the thinking that Republicans want to cut uh, Medicare and Social Security. Uh, so uh, these issues are linked, but they're the two uh, two issues, Medicare uh, and taxes, that are talked uh, that are talked about the most, uh, that have been talked about the most uh, throughout this campaign. Uh, it's and it's interesting, you know. It certainly appeals to, uh, you know, when you're talking about Medicare, uh, you know, that appeals uh, at least at the moment mainly to seniors, uh, and. Uh, that's an important voting block uh, in any election. Uh, seniors, uh, the, the group in the you know, 55, 65 age range, uh, certainly a, a reliable voting block. Uh, winning them over uh, can be crucial uh, in an election, uh, especially one such as this, where uh, it seems anyway uh, that uh, the race is relatively close. Uh, we don't know how close. Uh, the internal polling, it seems, is showing something uh, entirely different uh, than the public polling that's been released. Of course, there's only been one public poll that we've seen, uh, at least in the last couple months, uh, and that poll was released earlier this week, and it showed CACO leading by uh, 14 points over Dana Balter. Uh, whether that's true or not, it seems that uh, Democrats, at least, are making a, a push, especially in the last few weeks. I just wrote a story. Uh, you can find it on AuburnPub.com about the outside groups that have invested in this race. Uh, Democrats outspending Republicans by a three-to-one margin. Uh, and I think that's because the polling is showing uh, that, it's, that it's relatively close. I'm not saying it's one point, two points, whatever, but that, you know, Balter is within striking distance and they're trying to uh, trying to push her over the line. Now, that being said, uh, the Republicans, uh, the National Republican Congressional Committee, uh, the Congressional Leadership Fund, uh, a GOP Super PAC, uh, both of those groups have, got, have gotten involved late uh, funding TV ads. Uh, so they're trying to, 
then shore up support for Caco and fend off uh, that challenge. It appears he has the inside track, uh, but it's a close race. Uh, it clearly is, uh, just given how uh, the candidates have behaved and, and uh, certainly the debates have been fiery. Uh, they oftentimes contentious that uh, uh, not a whole lot of agreement there. Uh, when they do agree, there's laughter, uh, but uh, often there's uh, disagreement and times of vehement disagreement uh, between the two. So uh, I'll wrap it up there. Just wanted to talk about uh, these two issues and highlight those issues. Uh, I think it's noticeable uh, as you follow this race uh, and you look at the TV ads, you look at uh, their public comments, you look at the debates. Uh, those are probably, you look at Medicare, you look at so, uh, taxes, uh, and you know th there's a lot of different uh, uh, pieces there, but uh, those are the two main themes uh, of the campaign, uh, and it, I think, highlights the differences uh, between the two candidates the best, that uh, you know, here you have uh, uh, on one side with Medicare, uh, Balter attacking CACO for... Uh, uh, allegedly wanting to cut that program. Kako coming back saying that she wants to, saying Balter wants to end Medicare as we know it because she supports uh, Medicare for all. Uh, and then on the tax side, Balter has long criticized Kako uh, for that tax vote last year, those tax votes last year. Uh, Kako comes back and says, uh, you know, I, I still support that, believe it benefits uh, my constituents, and then uh, says that Balter wants to raise taxes uh, because, because that would be used to fund Medicare for All. So uh, interesting race. It's been an interesting race. Uh, a lot of uh, policy issues, but certainly a lot of uh, extracurricular things as well. But uh, in terms of policy, I think it's fair to say Medicare uh, and taxes have dominated uh, the conversation. And, and to as an extension, healthcare in general. You know, we've seen a lot of uh, uh, a lot of attention paid by Balter's campaign to things like pre-existing conditions um, and uh, uh, certainly the, the broader theme of health care uh, is an important one for her and, uh, and, and for CACO's campaign as well. So I'll close there. I will record a podcast, at least one podcast, on Saturday uh, after the, uh, it'll be later in the day uh, because there's a couple rallies tomorrow, so I want to be able to recap those rallies uh, and then look ahead to Sunday, uh, kind of preview the the final te televised debate. What what to expect? You know, we've seen a couple debates so far, uh, uh, televised debates anyway. Uh, it's been, you know, there there have been uh, certainly some some tense moments there. Uh, you know, what should we expect in the final uh, TV debate? Uh, so we'll go from there. Uh, and then Sunday, uh, come I'll drop a uh, an election preview episode of sorts, looking at. Uh, well, we'll focus on one of the races, and then we'll save another race for, for Monday. But uh, we'll see if we can't get any, uh, get some guests. But uh, I'll wrap it up there. Have a great weekend. I will again have some podcasts over the weekend. So if you're lounging around watching Syracuse football or uh, the Bills on Sunday or the Giants, uh, you know, Papa, uh, you can certainly uh, uh, listen to the podcast uh, uh, while you watch some. Some quality football, at least in the case of Syracuse, the Giants and Bills, as we know, not so much. Uh, but I'll, I'll wrap it up there again. Uh, thanks so much for listening. I'll talk to you soon.